Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From Dave Campbell's Texas Football Panic Room in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating Hawaiian Shirt Friday. It's our big fat party animal. Ashley Pickle, the Duchess of the Dorks. Hi, Ashley. Howdy. Happy Hawaiian shirt I'm gonna Friday. Get, I'm going to get that dumb Simpsons quote to stick. <laughs> like, it's it's so good. Speaking of the Simpsons, a uh, good tangent for a Friday. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday was, if you're interested, an all a, 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 a an historic day for Simpsons nuts mm-hmm. i saw your yesterday tweet. was the 25th anniversary of one of the all-time great episodes lemon of troy lemon of troy is the episode where shelbyville steals the lemon tree from springfield it is so good oh that's if you if you need one thing to do today right if you're just looking for for like 23 minutes of just like pure television excellence uh, go find Limit of Troy. Limit of Troy is season six, episode twenty-four. Um, it is like it's right in that peak. It's so it's oh. I literally told it's, Goof like two days ago. I was like, I've got to sit down and watch this. Like I need to. And he is a huge Simpsons fan. His favorite line is, "I was elected to lead, not to read." Um, we that's use that true. on a consistent basis, but yeah, I need to, that's, true. that's something I need to do. I, um, yes. You mean watch the Simpsons or watch mm-hmm. like that episode? Watch the Simpsons just like through. All right. Here's what I'm going to do then mm-hmm. is I'm, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably, it's not, it's not realistic for me to recommend watching every episode. Mm-hmm. What I'd rather do if you're game for it. Mm-hmm. I would rather send you like my top 25 episodes and have okay. you run through those. Cause I don't want to, they're definitely like um, all of the episodes from about season two, back half season two to about season. I think you said two to seven season, the last time. Two to seven is the real heater. Eight's mm-hmm. pretty good, 
There's one episode I think in see I think it's in season nine, it's the principal and the pauper, where things kind of go a little bit off the rails, and that's kind of the moment that a lot of people recognize as like the end of the Simpsons. Um, but let me let me recommend like I'll, I'll find like 25 episodes that are like the must see episodes. Okay. And um, and we'll go from there. Today is Friday, May 15th, uh, 2020. 195 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 959, 959, the number of batters faced by Alex Claudio and his illustrious Texas Ranger crew. He's a submariner. Um, on today's show, friends, we're going to talk about the most experienced Texas high school football units entering 2020, offense and defense. Uh, and then back half of the program, that's right, it is the reluctant return of Pickle Talk. You'll love to uh, see it. So. Uh, you see it. Everyone else to. loves to see it. At least. Mm. Not you. Mm. If but you, if you really get matter. to sandbag free money, then I get to sandbag pickle phone. <laughs> Fair. Deal? Deal. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's start with an examination, an examination of the most experienced units in Texas high school football coming back. And, and what I mean by that, the way that we're going to measure this is, is, um, I guess I've, I've it's probably good to reset. Um, I'm Greg. I'm the managing editor of a magazine. We cover high school football. Is that what I'm uh, doing that's here? Ashley. <laughs> that's Ashley. I didn't know um, what I was doing. She also covers high school football. Uh, but um, we are working presently. We're in the throes of putting together the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, we are two weeks to press today. I want to be very clear. That doesn't mean the magazine's coming out in two weeks. That means that we send it to press. After that, it's probably about, for insiders, probably about three and three to three and a half weeks before you get it. And for um, for non-insiders, probably four to five weeks before it hits store shelves. There's that. Okay. Text football to accomplish insider. Promo code VTEX. Okay. But what I am driving at is the way that we get a lot of the nitty-gritty information from coaches uh, for their high school football teams in the fall is we send them a questionnaire. We send them a questionnaire uh, to every coach in the state. Um, for the first time ever, we got back all of them, which is awesome. awesome. Sometimes we have to go digging for information and others, but we got information. It's great. So we go uh, digging through uh, the, the data here, and, and we ask them a lot of the nitty-gritty questions. Right? We ask them, uh, how, many, how many lettermen did you lose from last year? Right? Um, what's your career record? Uh, and then we ask them, you know, who are going to be your best players this year? What are their, like, height, weights, and 40s? You know, it's a lot of the, the real the real nuts and bolts type stuff, right? Mm -hmm. The best way to do that is with the questionnaire because it's just a, a nice, clean way of doing it. We like to follow up with a lot of coaches, especially coaches we think are going to be contenders, to get a little bit more context. But Some that's points. how we get a lot of the – yeah, that's how we get a lot of the basic information is uh, is through the questionnaire. And so we are one of the nice things about that is you're able to put that into spreadsheets. And you know, I love spread. Oh my gosh, please answer it. <laughs> I'm not going to answer it. He knows Rico! I'm doing a show. He knows I'm doing a show. Um, anyway. I love that. Um, what, a, what a butt. Anyway. <laughs> um, so. Um, I uh, went through and, and put together a spreadsheet looking at what are going to be the most experienced teams in Texas high school football. 
uh, as far as starters returning. How many offensive starters you're returning? How many defensive starters returning? Of course, we're talking about a maximum of 11 for 11-man teams and a maximum of six for six-man teams. I don't know if that's that. But here's, here's the other thing about this, and I want to be very clear about this. Um, I'm not going to – the ones that I'm really interested in are the teams that we think have a chance to be contenders, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm going to – I'm gonna. if you went 0-10 last year, but you bring back 10 offensive starters, um, like – There's still cool. a gap. Right. There's still a gap. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about are teams that we think or, or usually were pretty good last year or have a history of being pretty good and then bring back a lot of weapons – uh, on either offense or defense. And so uh, where I want to start, um, I want to start in the three off with the offense. And in and, and one team I'm really interested in uh, going into 2020 uh, is Yoakum. I've mentioned this before, uh, but Yoakum, of course, has, has an excellent pedigree. They played for a title a couple of years ago. Last year was obviously not up to their standards. Uh, they go four and seven, not something they were excited about. But they bring back 10 starters on offense, right? Mm-hmm. By the way, they bring back eight starters on defense, too. Guys like Blake Gordon at the quarterback spot, they've got big offensive linemen and defensive linemen like Connor Schallenberg and Donovan Smith. Uh, if you're looking for a team to uh, – they lose one of their best players in Ty Love, who signed with Stephen F. Austin. But if you're talking about one of the teams that can make that leap, if you believe and there's evidence to, 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 uh, to indicate that mm-hmm. there is a lot of reason that to believe that if you have starters coming back, that kind of experience pays dividends. I think right. that I think Yoakum is one of those teams uh, that certainly catches my eye. Uh, another team uh, down the small school ranks. Uh, if you go drop down to two A, I'll talk a little bit about Bruni. Uh, the Badgers uh, again went five and seven last year. There's a lot to like about this team, though. One of them is that they bring back uh, ten starters on offense and eleven starters on defense. They lose two Lettermen from last year. They had two seniors. Yeah. Okay, it's pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah. And they they were a playoff team. They won a playoff game. They got guys like uh, the off- district offensive MVP and Joseph Perez. Uh, they've got a, a guy in Adam Favela there. They're running back. And most importantly for me is if you want to talk about experience, this is a team that has a second-year coach in Richard Johnson. And just another year in the system, I think, is going to do them a lot of good just being – um, just just having the same voice in the room. And so Bruni, from an experience perspective, has certainly got that uh, in spades. Um, a couple of other teams that, that, that catch my eye. Uh, in the big school ranks, from the 5A ranks, um, 5A, Wichita Falls Rider brings back nine starters on both sides of the ball, most notably Jacob Rodriguez, their, uh, their, their quarterback, who I, I'm, I'm a big fan of. He's a big reason why I'm high on them. Salina uh, brings back nine starters offensively. So does Gladewater. Um, uh, in the 6A ranks, uh, Arlington brings back uh, nine starters. Uh, in the 5A ranks, another one is Liberty Hill. We're going to talk a lot about Liberty Hill in the lead-up to the season. Obviously, the jump from 4A to 5A is a big one, but they're doing so with a lot of offensive, like a lot of pieces back from that slot T offense, nine starters back from there. So those are teams from the offensive side of the ball that I'm really excited about that bring back a, a, a fair amount. By the way, if you're interested in the, in the, uh, in the six-man ranks, uh, the teams that I think are the, are the most experienced. Jonesboro brings back six uh, six starters offensively. Uh, Anton also brings back six starters, and then uh, Klondike. Those would be teams in the six man ranks that I'm excited about. That's all. Right. Okay. And I let's think talk that, about defense. 
most most of those teams you can look at too and realize that the reason that they're in this realm of most experience is because they're not only teams that had so many young players it's also the fact that they had young players but they've got a pedigree within their programs that they've always been good they had a little bit of yes. a down down year but you know it's not going to take this whole rebuilding year to get them back right where they've always been right that's the thing is that is it what like we hear from people like we people will get really sick of hearing when it, when we're in the season talking about how much pedigree matters but pedigree matters because oh, yeah. it is a lot harder i think to get up to that level than it is to maintain it maintain that level. it it's not easy to maintain at that level but that climb is a lot more difficult and so if the you if you if you get even we, we tend to give teams the benefit of the doubt right if they've mm-hmm. been there before um, on the defensive side, oh, we mentioned Bruni. That's a team that brings back all, all 11 of its starters on the defensive side. A team that there's a lot of reason to buy in them. In the 3A level, I'm interested in Bells. Bells is traditionally a team that has a high-flying offense, uh, and the defense is kind of, we'll figure it out. Uh, but with a second-year coach in Deal West, um, and with 10 starters back on the defensive side, Plus, when you add in, you know, guys like uh, Bo Baker at the safety position and, and Drake Stevens up front. But when you add in the fact that this is now a slot, t- they're running the slot T there. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk about a good combination of an offense that drains the clock and the defense that has a ton of experience, mm-hmm. there's a lot of reason to like what Bells has cooking there in Dale West's second year there uh, with the Panthers. I'm, I'm excited about them. Uh, at, the, at the 6A level, uh, I would keep an eye on on, on a relatively new school uh, in Bridgeland. They're mm-hmm. in Cypress ISD, Cypher ISD. Ten starters back on the defensive side. We know all about uh, some of their big time playmakers they've got, including uh, that's where I believe Dylan Goffney, their their, their star yes. receiver, who just committed to SMU. Yes, SMU. Goffney's headed yeah. over to SMU. Yep. Yeah, they got him. They've got uh, a lot of different playmakers on the offensive side. But really, what's exciting is that they've got a ton of defensive. Uh, weapons coming back uh, 10 starters on the defensive side i'm excited uh, to see what they're able to put together uh and then look as far i would add in teams like Ryder. rich falls Ryder brings back nine starters on defense they're a team we're gonna have high hopes for in 5a uh, lexington after a really weird year where they started off oh and 100 and then and then got hot <laughs> at the right time well, yeah. now they've got eight starters back on offense and nine starters back on defense. Like that is the kind of thing that 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 I think will will pay dividends. The same thing goes with Quero, right? Quero was really young last year. They played a lot of underclassmen, and I think they took their lumps, right? Um, now they bring back nine starters on both sides of the ball. That's the team I'm excited about, as well as Clarendon. Clarendon's another team to keep an eye on. Nine starters back defensively uh, for Clarendon from the six man ranks. Um, Balmeray brings back all their defensive starters. That's a team we're going to have a lot of high hopes for in the, in the Bears. Uh, Anton also brings back every one of its starters from a year ago uh, on both sides of the ball. That that should uh, uh, pay dividends for them. Same with Follett on the defensive side. And Morgan is, I think, a sleeper in the six-man ranks. So Matthew that's McSpadden a quick look. brought up another really, yeah. really good point just in looking at this year specifically when we were talking about pedigree. Man, if you want to pick a season that that's going to help more than anything, it would definitely be this one. Yeah, that's the thing is, is, is if you want to, this is probably a year just based on all of this COVID stuff, right? Where you weren't able to have spring practices. You're not able to have workouts right now. Uh, you know, there's some hope that there can be workouts coming up here in the summer here, uh, you know, in, in, in a few weeks. 
Uh, but, you know, if you want to talk about a year where you want as few moving parts as possible, right? This would be the uh, one. Having, this is the year. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Having those types of um, offense, like having those, that type of experience and that, that type of guys who, who have that experience under the lights that maybe don't need to get up to speed as as much time to get up to speed as possible, that I think is going to be a, a big advantage. So that's a quick look. Of course, the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football will have a ton of info on things like this. So check mm-hmm. that out. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Talking football alone starts Dave. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Also on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want you to consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription package. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. We will mail you the we will mail you the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football before it hits newsstands, right? And I'm going to ask you to use a promo code. That promo code is? Feed Texas, F-E-E-D, Texas. F-E-E-D, Texas. Um, put that in there. We will donate $5 to your local food bank. We, we take your billing zip code. We plug it into a, a site that, that tells us where the, your nearest food bank is. Uh, and we will donate $5 in your name to a food bank. Uh, of your uh, near you so uh you get the magazine early mm-hmm. um people who need food get it on your behalf and pickle gets to keep her job so two out of three ain't bad uh texasfootball.com <laughs> insider the worst. that was pretty good <laughs> that, that was... was pretty good right oh. i walked you down the path and then, and then just i just shoved you me. off the sidewalk <laughs> that was great uh, no, uh, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. Also, tonight, Pickle, yes. we haven't tested this yet, we but haven't. we are going to have our trivia. Trivia is happening tonight. Uh, Happy 5 o'clock, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Um, last week, we had a lot of fun. It was tougher. Yeah. Um, I, think I've, I think I've kept it. You haven't run through it yet. No. But I think I have kept it at the same level of difficulty. I don't think I made it tougher than last week. Okay. I think I made it at the same level of difficulty. That hopefully we'll, we're going to have some fun. It's free to play. You can win fabulous prizes, including prizes. Visa gift cards and subscriptions to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. It's a Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Uh, free to play. Come play trivia with us 5 o'clock Friday uh, there um, at Texas Football or Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Okay. Um, and now... It's time. You're so excited. To finish the, the week. America's favorite segment. With Pickle Talk. <laughs> and for this week's topic, we've talked about this before. We've had office conversations about this before, but I found a tweet the other day. It was from PFF College, and it was just asking, what is the best college football rivalry? So I put my opinion out there, and I had a bunch of comments, and half of them were like, oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And other people were like, you could not be more wrong. Um, So mine, in my opinion, I think the best rivalry in college football is Army versus Navy. And I don't think that there's even a close second to that. Like, Um, yeah, so so there's a here's here's the thing is is it matter? I think what what it really depends here is do you like how much do you value the quality of the football 
and how much do you value the pageantry, right? Right. Because from a pageantry perspective, it's a no contest. It's oh, like yeah. not, you're right, not even close. Mm -hmm. If you want to knock Army-Navy, then what you would do is you would say, well, when's the last time Army or Navy were a national contender? Right. And it's like, it, it has been a minute, right? It has been. Um, so it matters, I think, how you balance that. Now, I tend to agree with you. Mm -hmm. Because I think, I think a great rivalry, what makes it great is, um, by te is, is the things around the game. It's, it's mm -hmm. the passion in the game. Um, uh, it's, you know, the, that old, that old saying of like, it doesn't matter if you're 0 and 9 going into that season, as long as you win that game, game. then the then season's good. a success. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you, but there will definitely be people who are going to say like Texas OU. And they certainly have an argument because they are probably valuing the quality, quality of the, of the play football. right more than uh, the pageantry. And, and the pageantry is obviously very good there as well. There are going to be people who are saying Ohio State, Michigan, right? Uh, there are people who are going to say, um, I don't know. I'm sure there's people who think that the Apple Cup, which is mm -hmm. Washington and Wazoo. Sean said the, the Egg mascot. Bowl. <laughs> the Egg Bowl, right? It's yeah. like that's. That is that to me is closer to Army Navy mm -hmm. than it is to Texas OU simply because like the Mississippi schools have had years where they have been contenders Seriously, yeah. but like generally speaking they're kind of SEC also rans for the most mm -hmm. part um and so whenever you like that that's but that's the kind of game of like okay it's the inner in, intrastate game um, between two rivals that that's, you know, Georgia, Georgia, Florida is kind of the, the, the big cocktail party mm -hmm. is, um, is kind of up there as well. Although I think I tend to think that because I think the neutral site, um, adds to Texas OU. Mm -hmm. I think the neutral site, my opinion, detracts from Georgia, Florida. That's my hot yeah. take. Cause mostly cause I think Jacksonville sucks. And I think that, like, if you want to ask me what my favorite college rivalry is, it's the Red River rivalry. Like, I love that. Texas OU, it's great. And like you said, you've got the perfect mix of the pageantry. You've got the perfect mix of the, most of the time, really good football. But if you want to ask me what I think the absolute best rivalry is, and I, I think it's got to be Army-Navy because I could not agree more that when I think of a rivalry, I focus on the pageantry. I'm not looking right. for just unbelievable football does that help absolutely yes but it's just the fact of the matter that everyone in the nation watches that game you, a lot of time a lot of football like people who aren't necessarily football fans still tune into that game because of what it means and, mm -hmm. and everything like that and so when you look at it from that standpoint and you're thinking that these people who have no interest in football otherwise are very interested in this game for all those different reasons like you can't tell me there's a more binding rivalry that people enjoy watching and will just tune in to watch because it is what it is. And I think that that's well, what would make it, in my mind, the best actual rivalry, all football aside. Well, one of the one of the annoying things about the fact that Texas and A and M won't play anymore is because that had a really good mix of both. Right? Mm -hmm. It had a really good mix. It's one of those games that like. Um, like kind of Michigan, Ohio State, obviously not at the maybe at the same level, but like like that, it's got 
that outstanding football. It's really, really it's two teams, but it's also got that that hatred. It's got that 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 pageantry the around it. That's yeah. right. The passion. That's why I think that it's uh, that's one of the big reasons that I think it's a shame they don't play anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is to me, um, that's something that 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 it, again, it just it matters on like your your dials, right? Mm-hmm. Which which where do you have your dials? And I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a right answer. Mm-mm. Um, I think that it's 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 a matter of opinion, whatever you oh, yeah. whatever you think is best. But I do think that it's um, you know, I think that that with Army Navy, like the pageantry perspective aspect of it is is so unmatched mm-hmm. that that to me that's that's what I look for in a rivalry. That's the me way too. my dials are set. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And I love what you brought up the point about most of the time people think of like as long as you can win that one game then mm-hmm. that's what it is. And the perfect example is looking at, like, the Texas men's basketball ta- basketball team from this last year. We thought Shaka was gone this whole season, and then what do they do? They hit the game-winning shot against OU, and then it's like, well, things started to turn around after well, that because it builds momentum, too. Like, I love how fast a rivalry can just flip the switch on a season, and if you win that one, you've got the momentum going forward. You grab, like, one or two more, and you just keep rolling. Well, and furthermore, it, like to tie this back to high school football, like mm-hmm. fundamentally, most of the time with high school football rivalries, the stakes are not super high, right? Mm-hmm. That like like when they meet in the playoffs, obviously that's something you know to uh, you know that 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 takes to a new level, right? But like normally. Like, perfect example. Go back to Sherman Denison last year, okay? Mm-hmm. They are in different districts. They're opening the season against one another. Uh, Denison beat Sherman, but fundamentally, that didn't change, like, the standings trajectory or affect Sherman's ability to win a state championship or anything like mm-hmm. that. But when you're there and the pageantry and the passion around that game – that's what makes it special. And so maybe whenever I'm judging a rivalry, that's mm-hmm. part of why I go and and I, I I am a lot more in tune with the pageantry and the passion part of it than I am with necessarily the impl- the national or, or statewide implications, simply because mm-hmm. uh, whenever you watch high school football, yeah, it's great whenever you have a rivalry within a district and that district game matters, but those tend to be the exception as opposed to the rule. Right, and I feel like that goes for the fans, too. Like, I I don't know if it's because I've been working on the sideline for a couple years now and I've learned to kind of internalize my emotions when it comes to watching sports. But if it's a super close game and it's a game that really matters, I I get real quiet. Like, it's, it's nerve-wracking, it's that. But if it's a rivalry game that doesn't really matter and it's just there to be fun, you are yelling in the stands, you are having fun, mm-hmm. you're going nuts, you're yelling at other people. You know, it's it's so much more of an entertaining atmosphere rather than a, oh, crap, this really matters, you know, and mm-hmm. you're sitting there biting your nails. Right. And it's like, and it, obviously it's great whenever those two things intersect, but, mm-hmm. like, I think that generally speaking you have to choose one or another. Yes. Um, and, and whenever I do that, I'm going to choose the, the, the intangible part of it. So there you go. Good pickle There's talk. Pickle, pickle talk. Thanks. Um, all right. Remember, trivia tonight, 5 p.m. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell is free to play. Join us. If you want to get a head start, you can download the Kahoot app, K-A-H-O-O-T. Um, download that app, and, and that will be your, your scoring, your way to plug in your answers and play with us. Uh, we'll have a lot of fun tonight. So 5 p.m. tonight, 
Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. And then 9 p.m. tonight, twitch.tv slash Greg Tepper. Wombat Hive back, baby. Wombat Hive. (laughs) We're back. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Also on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you at 5 o'clock, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's for trivia. And then we'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.